on this week's episode, Lee Scott and I give some sound checkride advice. Christian Bach asked me what he needs if he's flying over water for his checkride. Obviously, all you need is milk chugs. Check and check. Yep. How many people are, oh, it's a checkride? Well, if you're... Take three. I always say yeah. one more than you think. Be you safe. Need. Yeah, because what if one has a leak or it pops or something? Yeah, be sure to have three empty milk jugs in the back for your chuck ride, and be Good sure rule. don't just don't just let it go unnoticed by the examiner. Sometimes yeah. an examiner <laughs> will just get in there and see a few empty milk jugs in the back and go, eh, you know, they may bring it up, they may not. Okay, if they don't bring it up, you be sure to Make explain sure to them the, why they are back there. Those are flotation. I say stage yeah. them outside the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Have them on the ground. Make That's sure not... he sees you load them. <laughs> load it, load it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can even name them if you want. Get a Sharpie, put everybody's name on them. They're assigned milk jugs. That's good. This one's for you, dude. That's, this one's for you. That's good. Give him the better one. That's always, you know. Sign of gratitude. The one with respect. the screw on lid, not just the pop on lid. Exactly. Wish you to be Kyle, extra Kyle safe. Is getting milk jug tattoos, so that's gonna be pretty sweet. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Faring Podcast. This week we are we were supposed to be live streaming this on Twitter. Twitter did not allow us on as far as live streaming is concerned. Concerned. You apparently have to be uh, invite only, have a big account. Um, apparently, there's some stuff we got to apply for and try to grease some wheels. Maybe when Elon's running it, we can uh, put in a good word with Elon. Send him a DM. Let him know yeah. it, uh, it's, we're having some issues getting on there. Um, if you have the Twitter, uh, go to at Far Aim Podcast is the one we're going to use. And if Elon takes over, does what he says he's going to do, kind of makes it run more smoothly, we, um, we're we thinking we're going to do that in st- instead of Facebook. So everyone hates Facebook with a burning passion. Yeah. But a lot Facebook of strategies sucks. I had for that would work on Twitter as well. So um, head on over there, follow. We're not Pilot Ground's the, the place to actually interact with us, of course. Uh, but we're going to... If we're going to do a social media presence, which everyone says we need to do to run the operation, it's looking like it's going to be Twitter. So uh, go over there, give us a follow, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, anyway, Lee Griffin's never-ending list of things that he wants to teach the world. Um, this is part 11, I believe. Uh, I'll edit. Yeah, I'll probably just leave it in either way. You'll see it in the title when you listen to it on the on the podcast listening app of your choice. Um, Lee, what is the fir- what is the first one we're going to cover today of the things you need to know for your private pilot check ride? First, explain this list again. It's, it's maybe been a while since you've even talked about what this list is. It has been a while. Oh. Seems like a while anyways. This is, you know, the day before, the night before, the morning of your check ride, sitting at the desk at your sectional out, and I have this list um, of bullet point type things, and I'm pretty much going to read them the way they're written. It's just talking points. So the first thing we have here, um, just kind of a catch-all list, first thing we have here is the basic VFR instruments. And you can go deep on it if you want, but if you boil it all down and you think of what's what are the bare minimum things you need to, to keep this airplane going the right direction and making sure you're not going to blow up the engine. Those are kind of the, the items we're talking about. What's in a J3 Cub? Right, kind of is kind of the, the 
way to boil it down. Um, so I try to separate them uh, and make things as easy to remember as I can. I th- try to think in terms of aircraft control instruments, which would be your airspeed indicator, your altimeter, and your magnetic compass. So how high am I, how fast am I, and what direction am I headed? Those three things basically allow you to kind of think about where you'll be in X number of minutes and all those sorts of things. So you can kind of plan and track progress and follow along with the sectional and figure out whether you're going to get where you're going or where you're trying to go. And then, so that's aircraft control. Then I have engine condition. So that's your tachometer, oil pressure, oil temperature, and a fuel level indicator. And that's it. So an aircraft control, how high you are, how fast you're going, what direction you're headed. So you're going to get where you're going. And then can the engine get me there? So now I'm worried about, you know, the basically the quality of, of the engine. Is it overheating? You know, oh no! So I think we. Uh oh, we lost him. We may have to. We may have to reschedule this because of Lee's internet connection. Yeah, unfortunately. Or, or I could just give out the same information that Lee's going to give out. Okay, Mr. Boris, this is going to be even better, Mr. Boris. What are the minimum VFR instruments that are required to maintain flight? We uh, n- actually none, none. No. Well, it, no. You, let's let's do this in a way where let's pretend that there was an FA FISDO guy in the back, in the back seat. Okay. Um, well, I would say that you need an airspeed, altitude, and heading. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look in the airplane pilot's handbook. Yeah. What's the, what's the live chat say? Any experts in there? <laughs> This is all, uh, yeah. We're trying to get the the goal of the podcast. <laughs> Tyler said he wants bookends readings of the far of the FAR page by page from Scott. That'd be great. It was it was hard for me to even read that comment. Yeah, we'll the Scott. You'll just redo the far aim audiobook that we'll release. Yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah, I may cut things out, add things in it. it Maybe a little bit different than... Oh, the negative reviews we could get on something like that would be amazing. <laughs> um, Mr. Griffin, you're back. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. Where'd you lose me? Um, what, in, what What are the oh. instruments you need to fly VFR? Scott, Scott and I were trying to think of it, and we were like, wow, I really don't know. I was really just expecting Lee to explain this to us. <laughs> um, yeah, aircraft control. So how high you are, how fast you're going, what direction you're headed, that gives you all your spatial... I gave those higher. three. Those are the three I said. Excellent. I figured as much. I know. I know you know what they are. Yeah. Um. Then yeah. engine condition. So is my engine going to get me there? So tachometer, oil pressure, oil temperature, and what fuel if you what if you have one indicator. of those new what if you have one of those new electric planes? You you would have to have. I'm sure there's going to be some other metric other than no, oil not, pressure. Oil not temperature. oil pressure. Yeah. Well, I know, so. but there will there probably will be some type of battery temperature or some type of internal temperature. I'm just, I would I'm just think. being a, I'm just being a smartass. They're you, probably going to have to have something like that though, because obviously the output of the engine is going to degrade the warmer it gets. Yeah. So what they're going to have to. What if you're in a What if you're in a glider? That's, that's a totally separate. If it's not, parameters. these are powered powered aircraft i should have been i guess i should have been more specific i don't i don't never taught gliders i don't have a um glider rating so not yet right never say never yeah 
Right. We're always I think it's, I think they're fascinating. I think gliders are incredibly fascinating. They're very high performance, which a lot of people don't realize. But um, yeah, so this is geared towards powered aircraft, powered airplanes to yes. be specific. So in a fuel level indicator. So like in a J3, it's literally a cork on a wire that as the fuel level goes down, the, the wire goes down. And that... It's pretty crazy. And that is considered a fuel gauge for the purposes yep. of this regulation. Yep. Yep. It doesn't break. Never breaks. It's, it's analog. Very, yeah, very actually, analog. Actually, I, I, like, I like that better than my gauges because mine are not oh. very accurate. Mine are terrible. 100%. The yeah. cork gets soggy over the decades, so does that affect it? It doesn't. They don't, though. Like the one we have, I mean, it's... Doesn't I don't know if they're like I know some people take like um um not not nail it's like a nail polish but it's like a clear coat nail polish yeah, coat them in that coat them in that so it doesn't seep in yeah. but I imagine like polyurethane anything you'd cover like do your deck yeah. with or your wood floors I with. imagine you can get modern ones that are like yeah they're made out yeah they're plastic some kind of plastic yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah. the ones that are in like some of the snowmobiles and stuff we get in they're plastic. Yeah, all I mean, I would think all float stuff now is all plasticky. Yeah, actually, the actually all the sending units, even on the bikes and stuff, the little float on the arm is plastic. Plastic. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen plastic ones. I don't know if I've seen any aluminum ones. I'm sure back in the day they had aluminum or tin or something oh, like yeah. that they could yeah. do, like a bellowy type. Yeah, thing. I've but, seen those too. That's yeah, what the one fifty. The one fifties are are. I think they're aluminum. They're metal. Okay. Yeah. So back to the minimum instruments for like a check ride for a private or if you're just a pilot who hasn't looked at this yep. in forever. Is there an acronym yep. out there that has to do with this? Like tomato, someone said in the chat. I think tomato flames or something people remember. I'm not big on acronyms. Tomato and that flames. is a very tomato flames. Tomato I'm pretty flames. sure it's tomato flames. That's all encompassing. Yep. And I don't even know what all those are. All I know is the J3 is legal. Those are the bare minimum. Think about it. What more do you need than to get you somewhere? What all can break and still be legal? So let's walk through this. The bare minimum you need is airspeed indicator. Yep. That's telling you how fast you're going, how yep. fast the air is going past you. There's nuance to that, but that's could yes. be an episode in yes. and of itself. I think yeah. we've already done an airspace yeah. I think episode. Beaten, I think we've beaten that one down enough. Go back and listen and to yet, it. And yet people God. still don't understand, though. That's the thing. You can for we've beaten it enough, but people still, you go to any no, forum. I still don't understand people, because it's boring and nobody cares. Yeah. Then it's, then I it's need to know, totally subjective. I just, need to know, I just need to know airspeed. I just watched no, my you airspeed don't. indicator. That says nothing. That's all I, that's all that I need says to know. nothing. That's all. That's all I need to know. Okay. <laughs> then the Lear I fly does 170 knots. Right. That's that's it. It's the slowest yeah. Lear ever. I think sucks. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. it does. It's it terrible. Throw it, it sucks, away. Lee. Your, your, job's, your, your job's an embarrassment. Skip <laughs> skip the Learjet. It's, it's, get the Challenger it's 2022. 300. It's 2022 and you're flying around in a private jet that only does 170. That's That's sad. It's pathetic, really. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got our airspeed indicator. That's required to be legal. Uh, another one's altimeter, correct? Yes. Okay. Those are both usually on the top, right? Yeah. 
It's been so long since. If I've been you in a think plane. of the, the six pack or standard T configuration, now everything's pretty yeah, pretty well um, the standard configuration. But yeah, those those are in your top row. Yes. So altimeter. We have a. Mm-hmm. Does, it, does it have to be a, the one with the the knob or doodle on there? It doesn't. Not not until you're IFR. Okay. Once it's IFR, that's a limit. That's it needs to be a sensitive altimeter. With a barometric scale, you can set in the Colesman window. Okay, but for VFR, you can tell your designated examiner this during the check ride. It does not need the knob or doodle on your altimeter. Um, they that is sure to impress them with that uh, tid, know, tidbit of I knowledge. I, I would recommend mm-hmm. using the mm-hmm. term knob or doodle on your check ride. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yep, almost positive. Scott sells airplane parts, so he would know. Okay. He would, I, I do know. He would know. He lists those as yeah. knobberdoodles when he lists the parts yeah. on the internet. Knobberdoodles. Okay, and now we got, we do not need our, I'm thinking of a six-pack in my head, usually in the center of the airspeed indicator on the top left. I mean, I, I usually bring a six-pack with me when I fly. Yeah. I mean. Who doesn't? It's not, Who doesn't? That's yeah. true. Well, sometimes you get a little stressed out or nervous, so. Just calm the nerves a little bit. Idea. You know? Right, yeah. Have you ever yeah. said the exception to that one reg? It's eight hours yeah. bottle of throttle. Unless you're trying to Unless calm your nerves. Unless you're trying to calm your nerves. I remember that that clause yeah, being in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the normal six pack altimeters on top, or uh, yeah, altimeters on the top right, with or without your knob or doodle, and in the center of that on the top is usually your artificial horizon, right? Yeah. Which attitude is, indicator. Attitude yeah, indicator, which is not required for VFR flight. Nope. A J three Cub does not have the attitude indicator. Nope. Okay, so that's not VFR. All right, so let's move down. The direction indicator, not the not to be confused with the compass. Yes. That is is that or is that not required for VFR flight? No. Not required. You gotta have do you have to have a compass? Yep. You have to have the yeah. compass. But you don't have you don't have to have the the directional gyro. Yeah, directional gyro it's that's the what they used to be called, but yeah, heading indicator. No oh, heading indicator now, huh? So the heading indicator is not required. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have flight. in yours. Oh, fancy new terms. No, I have. That's I have what you DG. have, though. They're two different instruments. I have a DG. No, you don't. Wait, what is this? DG argument? is like a compass. It's just gyroscopic. That's what I have. No, it's not, dude. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I've always called it a directional gyro, and that's what a lot of people call it. But that's not. No, it's so let's indicator. break. So it's a heading indicator. So what's the difference between a directional gyro and a heading indicator? So literally, like an old DG directional gyro when they first came out was a way, basically, because we know a, a magnetic compass has the dip errors they talk about. You know, so you learn the acronyms: um, accelerate north, decelerate south. How if you're accelerating, it's going to tend to slew the compass a little bit north, um, and when you decelerate, it's going to tend to slew it a little bit south. And when you uh, are turning to a heading, um, the other one, if you're in the turn, so the other one, A-N-D-S, accelerate north, decelerate south, that is if, like, your steady state going one direction. If you're in the in a turn, there's another acronym, UNOS, undershoot north, overshoot south. So it's always basically going to um, the compass always wants to kind of bias towards north. So it's going to lead you in a north turn. So if you're rolling, if you're heading towards north, you need to undershoot north. So you need to stop turning a little bit sooner than you think you do. 
um, so that it will kind of, when you roll out, it will settle on north. And then the opposite is true. If you're going to a southern heading, you need to overshoot south because the compass is going to lag. So you're going to start your, if you're like, let's say you're doing a 180 degree turn from north 360 degrees to south 180 degrees. When you're going to start that turn and you're going to be 15 to 20 degrees into the turn before the compass is, starts, uh, really starts moving basically. So overshoot north or undershoot north, overshoot south, unos. So those are some errors called dip errors that are built into it that are just part of a compass. And that's why what's getting kind of um, common or popular is a, a vertical card compass that looks very similar to a heading indicator, but it's still magnetic. Um, those are really, really cool. That's probably what I would do because it's got a really good representation and you're not looking at it backwards. That's also another issue with a typical magnetic compass is you're looking at the back side of it. So you have to go turn, you know, the heading is going to show it's going to be like, you have to turn the opposite direction what the compass makes you think because you're looking at the back side of it. They fixed, so those issues are still true with a directional gyro, but it's gyroscopic. So it's immediate. When you bank into a turn, it's heading, it's heading the correct direction immediately. So we got rid of some of the inherent errors of the magnetic compass. It was a baby step towards today's magnet or uh, heading indicators where we have accurate representation, you know, east is to the right for the most part and west is to the left for the most part. If you're thinking of north, north up, um, and just vast, very, very much so simplified. Uh, flying when we got to the uh, to the heading indicator, the directional gyro was very small step in the right direction. Okay, so the hmm. directional gyro, that's the old school one. Yep, it's basically a gyroscopic compass. Okay, that's all it so really. So you had was. to reset it all the time. Are those are those yes. the ones where the same with the, the main? Yeah, the disc is like the thing is like. Like this? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Uh, nobody can see what we're saying, but... Yeah, that, well, that's true, it's, too. It's like a, yeah, it's a lateral. Yeah. It's a lateral representation, yeah. like a typical right. traditional compass. Right, and a, a heading indicator, you can see the whole thing. The whole you card is the what you call card. it, the compass yeah. card. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I got a heading indicator, then. Yes, you do. <sighs> Whatever. I So you I could just, do without I'm fascinated. that. I, I legit did not yeah, know. I should this. take it out. I should take you it should, out. Oh yeah, you you'd be surprised. Actually, no, I know. So I have written down somewhere how much that thing weighs. <laughs> I was just kidding. I knew Lee would get oh, all no. excited when I said Throw that. Throw that thing out. All the gyro instruments, and then think about this. Now I you can it, get rid I knew of your his vacuum. Face would just light pump. up as soon as I said that. <laughs> oh man, put that thing on a diet. You you could save probably twelve pounds. Twelve pounds is a lot. I mean. Oh yeah. Well, when you think of yeah. percentage of your useful load, that's a huge amount. Yeah, that's one. Per, think about this. That's one percent of your empty weight. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So what all could I take out? You could take out. So if you just want to go, you could do your attitude indicator and your um, uh, directional gyro. Those are both vacuum. Then you can get rid of all the vacuum lines and the vacuum pump, vacuum yeah. filter. You know all those things. Yeah. Yeah. So. So you're probably six pounds per instrument. 
and then you know all the the pump and the lines and stuff and then if you just wanted to go like one step further get rid of your turn coordinator and your vertical speed indicator vertical speeding is dumb i don't like it anyways but it doesn't weigh that much so that's up to I you look at but those you're, things sometimes though but it doesn't tell you anything but i like to look at them yeah well that's you i would save the two three pounds that that is and the static lines that go yeah. to it. If I were building yeah. an airplane or like refurbishing an airplane, I wouldn't have any of that stuff in there. Yeah. There's no reason for it for VFR, fair weather flying. All right. So I want to, I want to take gotta, out if, like, I want to take out like all the carpet and stuff. Just have aluminum. Yeah. It'll yeah. put rhino it. lining in it. Right. Spray it. Totally. Yeah. Way less than the carpet. Yeah, especially when wet. Yeah, get rid of your door panels, all that stuff. Right, get rid of get rid of all that stuff. Yeah, oh, you could the, probably save some weight. I took the lower panels out already because, like, in the I'm back, crammed in there. No, in the front, like the oh. front lowers down uh-huh. by. They go down like t- down towards the rudder pedals. Mm-hmm. I took those mm-hmm. out already because it's like they just get in the way anyway. Like it's crammed enough down there as it is. Yeah, you know. All right, yeah. I, and like, what's the point? I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to skip over this because this is fascinating. Heading indicator and a directional gyro. What would be a simplistic way if a student pilot sat in their rental plane this weekend after listening to the show to know whether it's a directional gyro or a heading indicator sitting in the panel? Scott, you want to take this one? What would be the way? What was it? Say that again. How would you? How would a? So basically, they, there's a compass-like instrument in the six-pack on the in the rental plane that someone rents goes to rent this weekend. And after listening yeah. to this podcast episode, they want to know whether it's a directional gyro or a heading oh, okay. indicator. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. What? How are they going to know? Okay, so. Directional gyro, you could see the whole compass card. Like, it's like you're looking at at a compass that shows all the different headings possible. The directional gyro is going to be more like the part of the compass that you would see. Like, I don't know, just like, like a disc. And you're only going to see, like, what, maybe 45 degrees? I don't know. Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I think you just said directional gyro twice, though. Are I'm the, not sure. Okay. The, the heading, indica- heading indicator, you can see the whole card, all the directions. The and you'll have a miniature gyro, airplane on it. Right. And the directional gyro, you're only going to see like a smaller part of the headings. Like maybe what, like 45 degrees, I'd say. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, that's just a, that's just a guess. But yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. So if you see all the all the letters, obviously they're not all up at the top by the pointy thing of the airplane right. all a, the time. But yeah. if you see all of them, that's a heading indicator. Yeah. Okay. I, I would. Yep. I f- that's more common these days. Yeah, I, I think you're gonna be very hard pressed to to find an airplane that has a directional gyro. Okay. Anymore, 
The benefits of the of the heading indicator are just so far. They're still rooted. It's still gyroscopic, so you're still gonna have some precession, and they may still like precess, which means they're they're not 100% efficient. So over time, the the gyro the the card will precess or the gyroscope will precess, and then the card will no longer be 100% accurate. So you're gonna want to cross reference that every 15, 20 minutes, half hour to your magnetic compass. If you're getting knocked around and bumps and stuff like that, it's going to suck. And you're just going to have to kind of average it out and do the best that you can. Um, so, and, and that being as accurate as it needs to be, isn't the most pivotal thing because you're going to have trouble maintaining heading within a couple degrees anyway. So it's, it should all kind of average itself out and work out for you. But every 15, 20 minutes, I would say, make sure those match and reset the heading indicator or the DG, if that's what you have, um, reset them to, to each other. Um, that'll kind of keep your, keep it honest, I guess, you know, make sure you're, you're actually heading or flying the heading that you're supposed to be flying because they will precess. That's just an inherent error or issue with gyroscopic instruments. Okay. But none of that is required for VFR minimum instruments. No. Gotcha. Okay. No. So moving on, we've covered in my in my summary, my summary that's taking over half of the length of the episode now. Airspeed indicator, altimeter. Yep. Do the vertical speed indicator is not necessary. No, nope. that's not even required under IFR, which a lot of people don't realize. That's not even an IFR required instrument. Okay. So you definitely don't need it for VFR, Scott. I need it. Okay. The vertical speed is I need out. To know. That's just a. I need to know if I'm climbing or not. That's a fancy little toy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yep. Um, slip skid. Isn't isn't that how you know when to retract the gear? <laughs> Some people probably think so. That's your yeah. Um, slip skid. No, nope, not required. Not even for instrument. Oh, for instrument. Yes. Okay. Turn coordinator, slip skid indicator. I'm pretty sure that I know the turn coordinator for sure is. Okay. But the yeah. slip skid, I would imagine is, but I can't be sure. I mean, I'm 99% sure that it's required for IFR. Yeah. Which v- is not what I'm talking about on my list. So we're already yeah. deviating because yeah. I didn't look. That's, but. that's fine. Um, so slip skid, the ball, although the ball is amazing, I would recommend always having at least the, yes. the inclinometer. But is it the inclinometer ball? Yeah, inclinometer. Yeah, very yep. good. Very good. Um, I'd always recommend having one of those. Very great. Uh, we did not have those on the banner impl- airplanes. So it was quite annoying. So. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, not not technically required for VFR. Who, I can hear myself talking now. Who has me? Scott, I can hear myself. I just heard myself say. I could. I can hear myself. It's not It's not me. Okay. My phone's on sound. All right. Um, Mine too. Whatever. I'll figure it out and post the isolated audio know. tracks. Um, it shouldn't be me. I've had, I mean, I didn't change anything on my phone. So. So me either. What, so we got the airspeed altimeter. I'm starting to run out of things on the six-pack that you need. You don't. Those are the only typical six-pack items that are actually required for VFR flight. No, there's, on, there's only six of them, so... We've gone through them all. You need okay. three of the six. Well, not really three of the six. You need two of the six, but we, the magnetic compass is, you know, heading indicator, magnetic compass. Okay. I mean, 
So you do need your magnetic compass still. You can't be going... I don't know who I was going to put in there. Um, so yeah, we got those three now. Necessary items. Mm-hmm. What else do we need? Scott. As far as... Air, oh. Me? I don't know. Do we need something with instruments? With the engine, with maybe? The engine instruments. That's what I mean. You oh, need the engine, engine instruments. Yeah, engine instruments. Which engine instruments What do we need for the we engine? Uh, oil pressure. Fuel. That's probably about it. Tachometer, maybe? I don't know. Probably not. What does oil pressure tell you if you don't know what the oil temperature is? Oh, I guess nothing. Yeah. I don't know. I guess so oil temperature and oil pressure. Yep. Okay. I mean, it still tells you something. You don't need it. D- well, yeah, it does, but you don't have it. You doesn't. You don't know what to make of it. Yeah, but oil pressure, I would argue, is more important than oil temperature. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose I would agree with you. Because if you lose oil pressure, you... if you have yeah, but if you have oil temperature, you can see that maybe I'm about to have no oil pressure. Well, yeah. You know, they work together. It depends on what what we're trying to diagnose the two of them together you have a more composite image you can see things earlier on in a certain regard from oil pressure you can see if low oil pressure you can see oil temperature is going to come up if you have high oil temperature you can see oil pressure is going to go down so it's kind of a circuitous thing if somebody told me that i had to get rid of one of those gauges in my plane and still fly it i would get rid of the oil temperature the fa doesn't care what you think scott I'm just saying I'd get rid of the oil temperature before I got rid of the oil pressure. Yeah, well, the FA doesn't care, though. What the, so, does uh, the, FA, the FA... So only one of those is required by the FA? No, Scott's just making that up, and he's going to go fly illegally because only one's important. No, he's him. saying if he got right. shot, you know, if he has someone with a gun right. in his head, like, you're going to fly yeah. illegally. You can only choose one other yeah. instrument, but you got to go fly. Sure. Go fly illegally, then. Well, if they had a gun to my head just to be safe, I would take both of them out. Yeah. Just... <laughs> All the instruments. That's probably, that's probably yeah, totally take them all safe. Out. 98% I cut, of the time. I would just cut the entire instrument panel out. That's good. Okay, it's, it's true. Okay. Um, so we've got airspeed indicator. We've got our altimeter. We've got our compass. Mm-hmm. We've got our oil yep. pressure. And God mm-hmm. forbid we don't have our oil temperature. And we have our tachometer, which is the RPMs. Or if it's, I mean, manifold pressure type. If it's a constant speed, you need your manifold pressure too on top of that, right? But that's right. T- not typical with trainers uh, for your private check ride. So we need, yeah, RPMs, your tachometer. What mm-hmm. am, what am I missing here? Tachometer, oil pressure, oil temperature, and fuel level indicator. Fuel level, you gotta know how you gotta be able to see how much fuel you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that covers the instrument or the uh, engine's instruments. Yep, those yep. four. Yep. What else do we need for VFR flight? Is that it? That's it. Oh my gosh! Unless it, unless the airplane is more complex, where it has a retractable gear, has flaps, all those sorts of things. Okay, so we're flying. We got the retractable gear. We're doing our instrument in a Mm -hmm. we're doing our private retractable airplane private sure you know we got uh, I don't know I don't know a good trainer example that would have retractable gear but hypothetically you could do a trainer plane that has it 
So you would need, mm-hmm. if it's retractable gear, what do you need? You need to have a landing gear position indicator. So the three green type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the three red. Is the three red required? Yeah, well, or is the main the main idea for it is make sure all three green and locked down and locked. Yes, that that is obviously the most critical scenario is making sure you can verify that they're down and locked. And depending on year, depending on manufacturer, they're all over the map with their um, symbology and their lighting, their lighting philosophy. Is there red? Is there white? Is there just green? It's black or it's green or there's anything in between. So, yeah, but three, three green for the gear down and locked is pretty universal. Yeah. If it's well, if you, if you put the number the, of the number of green for the number of gear, I should say. Yeah. See, if you put your gear up and you're flying around and one gear is hanging out, flopping around, not the end of the world compared to not being down and locked. Mm-hmm. All yes. right. So flaps, very common on trainer aircraft. This is different than the gear. Flaps are very, very, very common on trainer aircraft. So you have to have a flap indicator to show where your flaps are. To be VFR, man, I don't. Compliant. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. I'm not sure. No. I'm actually looking right now. I don't think so. I just feel like I've been in airplanes that did not have any indication, other than like look, other than flap, looking out the window. The flap handle, like the flap handle, you can look at it and tell where it's at if it's a right. If right. it's manual flaps, if it's electronic flaps, I think they all have an indicator. I've yeah, never seen right. anything with electronic flaps that didn't have an indicator. I've seen things with manual flaps that don't because you can just look at the handle and tell where it's at. Right. Every Piper. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I'm quickly looking. I don't see anything for flaps. All so, right. So that flaps... Throw flaps out the window then. You don't need a flap indicator. If yeah, what are all the tomato need- flames? Yeah, I don't know what that stands for. I remember. I remember that's an acronym, but I never... Acronyms were never helpful to me other than cramming for written tests where I could retain it for the acronym went for a short period of time. That was all the only usefulness for me. But um, yeah. So anything else you don't have it in your not list for, of what they not for day VFR. Okay. Night, night. You know, VFR. Once you get to night, you're going to do all that same stuff. And if you know your tomato flames acronym and that works for you, Knock it out. I wasn't taught that. I didn't know that. I boiled it down to make it easier to remember. If you want to do acronyms, knock yourself out. I'm sure you'll impress the examiner. Um, I didn't do that. Tomatoes don't burn, so that's actually kind of confusing. It is, actually. (laughs) I never thought of it like that. I mean, I suppose if you really dried them out, they would burn, but trying to burn a tomato, I mean, they're not really going to burn very well. Would smell good? Or bad if you dried a tomato out uh, and burned prob- it. Probably bad, judging by the taste of tomatoes. I'm going to guess bad. Oh, God. Scott doesn't yeah, like Scott ketchup. Doesn't like tomatoes. That's an interesting yeah. side note. It's very odd. It's so, I can't even wrap my brain around that. Uh, I only eat French fries because they Christian, are a vehicle for ketchup. Christian Bach asked me what he needs if he's flying over water for his check ride. Uh, obviously, all you need is milk chugs. Check and check. Yep. How many people are, oh, it's a check ride? Well, if you're, ch- 
Take three. I always say yeah. one more than you think. Be you safe. Need. Yeah, because what if one has a leak or it pops or something? Yeah, be sure to have three empty milk jugs in the back for your chakra ride, and be Good sure rule. don't just don't just let it go unnoticed by the examiner. Sometimes yeah. an examiner <laughs> will just get in there and see a few empty milk jugs in the back and go, yeah. You know, they may bring it up, they may not. Okay, if they don't bring it up, you be sure to Make explain sure to them why they are back there. Those are flotation. I say stage yeah. them outside the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Have them on the ground. Make That's sure he not... sees you load them. <laughs> load it, load it. Yeah. <laughs> and you can even name them if you want. Get a Sharpie, put everybody's name on them. They're assigned milk jugs. That's good. This one's for you, dude. That's, this one's for you. That's good. Give him the better one. That's always, you know, a sign of... Gratitude. The one with respect. the screw-on lid, not just the pop-on lid. Exactly. We should be Tyler, extra Tyler's safe. getting milk jug tattoos, so that's going to be pretty sweet. <laughs> okay. Good old Tyler B. Um, so, have we gotten um, through so, the, the gauges? Well, there was a... I, are we going to let that... Is that a question the, for real, though, or... The what? The dude's taking a check ride. No, and he needs to overwalk. He's stuff. trying to get he's Scott flying, to get sidetracked on milk jugs, yeah. and he was successful. Oh, <laughs> he was very okay. successful. All right, cool. Um, yeah. Then for for night, all you need is like your position lights. So you're red on the left, green on the right, white uh, visible only from the rear, and your aviation rider white anti collision light source. That's that's it. If you want to simplify it, which anti collision. Light source. Yes, sir. So that's your beacon. Normally beacons. So you have all these hybrids. Traditionally, beacons are red, and they kind of have a slower pulse to them. Um, and then, you know, strobes are obviously a quicker white flash. You see all kinds of stuff now. You have some, like, the lens is half red, forward-facing, and all white rearward-facing. And it is... You know, LED, super bright, a quicker flash, all kind of slow. Fl- I've seen it all, low, slow flashes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a fan. Obviously, you have to work with what the manufacturers do. But I'm a fan of the white wingtip mounted strobe lights and a top fuselage or top of the tail and bottom of the fuselage, just red only beacon. Um, and I like that kind of to interface well with some of the other regulations as far as you know like um your um use of lights basically aircraft lighting so when you're ready to start an engine or whatever turn on just your red beacon it obviously makes you very visible at night even during the day especially the led stuff now makes you very visible but it's not like like obtrusive or intrusive, whatever. It's not like going to blind you even at night because it's red. So it's it's just it's a, just kind of a nice. Um, what do I want to say? It's a very like neighborly type thing to do if that's the way you want to think about it. It's just good etiquette. Uh, so obviously you have to deal with what you have on the plane, but ideally you have red beacon. Turn that on before you start, and your position lights, of course, taxi around on the ground like that. Then when you get on the runway and you're kind of like clearing yourself for takeoff if it's GA or, or uh, ATC has cleared you for takeoff. Um, then you're, um, or when you're, I'm sorry, when they cleared you to line up and wait, that's when your strobe lights would come on. And you can wait to turn the strobe lights on a little bit if there's people like waiting to take off with you. So if you're at like, at like a 141 school um, and there's multiple aircraft lining up behind you, you don't want to blind them. Wait just a 
wait till almost the last minute before you basically brakes release to turn those strobes on. So you're minimizing oh. um, uh, what? I just, you just cut out for a second, but I, th I thought we lost you, but you're back almost immediately. So keep going. Okay. Um, just give it a second. Like wait till the last minute with the strobes till like before brakes release. Get those, you're clear for takeoff. So you've been cleared to line up and wait. You have taxi lights on and um, beacon on. You're on the runway. You're clear for takeoff. Landing light comes on. Then strobes come on right before brakes release to minimize like kind of the, what you're d destroying and being annoying to the other aircraft lined up to wait. It's just kind of good, good etiquette to do it that way. But there's aircraft use of lights, which is why I kind of like having the uh, different ones at my disposal to use just, just cause. All right. So you're building a brand new kit Fox. Okay. Cause you're trying to mm -hmm. start a, a hit YouTube channel where you're building kit foxes yeah. and homes out West. And um, yeah, so what would the lighting be on that? I would want a taxi light, all LED lighting, of course. I, I want to have the smallest possible alternator to power my electrics. So I want LED. I want as low a draw as possible. So all LED external lighting. And I would have a taxi light, a landing light on a maybe a three position switch or two. I'd probably do two independent switches. And then... Um, a strobe light switch for my wingtips and then a beacon switch for just my red tail beacon. If I could mount or had to mount the beacon under the, under the, um, somewhere other than the tail, if I couldn't put it at like at the highest peak of my tail, I would have one on top of the fuselage and one underneath, almost right underneath it on the bottom of the fuselage. Yeah. Just so you have the 360 all the way around because I want that beacon on for almost all my ground ops. I don't want white strobes flashing all freaking night while I'm taxiing around. It's it's disruptive to me and my night vision. Little and I would be the least bothered by it. The other aircraft operating near me potentially would be the most bothered by it. So I I really don't like that. I believe Cessna like 172s, 182s. There, I'm pretty sure even to this day they have independent switches, so you can really operate them correctly. For the, for the most part. So you have to work with what you have, but I believe Cessna gives you pretty much all that you have. You have the red tail beacon on one switch. You have the white wingtip strobes on another switch. And I think that's awesome because all big airplane stuff, we're always flipping freaking light switches all, all over the place. And the sooner you can get that imprinted on a private pilot or a student pilot, the better, I think. Like the switchology of it. Oh, switchology. It should be a whole episode itself. Um, I think this is a good point due to your voice. I don't want to cover any more and have people be going through the series of the Lee's Griffings list that never ends and have multiple ones with his voice strain. There's something going around Ohio of a relative up yeah. north I was just with. Can't even hear him. I think Lee's coming down with that. Um, most podcasts out there, aviation-wise, would lead with um, the well-known Tomato Flames Plus Flaps acronym. Um, you listen to the Firing Podcast, though, so we forgot it exists. The chat brought it up, so I pulled it up uh, here to uh, at the it's like an ending segment. Cherry on top, tomato flames, um, and flaps. Flaps is the night stuff. So the T in tomato flaps is in night. 
Yeah. You need the you need flaps? No, no, no. The acronym flaps is for night up. Oh, night stuff. oh, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So tomato let's start with tomato, okay? This is a refresher for what we just covered. Tachometer. So the T. Mm-hmm. All right. O is oil pressure gauge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the M is manifold, manifold pressure gauge for each atmosphere engine. Okay. If you got if you're multi-engine, you gotta have multiple gauges. Uh, airspeed indicator. Okay. T or that's the A of tomato. The second T for tomato is temperature gauge for each liquid cooled engine. So if it's not a liquid cooled engine, you don't even need a temperature gauge. It's fascinating. Okay. Uh, the, the second O in tomato is oil temperature gauge. Okay, got to have oil temperature gauge. Okay, that gets tomato. Then flames, which Mr. Boris, Boris pointed out, is an odd combination. Uh, fuel level gauge, we covered that. Landing gear position indicator, we covered that. A is altimeter, we covered that. M is magnetic heading indicator, we covered that. E of tomato flames. This is something we didn't mention. The E of tomato flames. Yeah. Ejection sheet. Can I get a hint? E, it's something uh, that uh, some student pilots may accidentally set off. ELT. Yes. Emergency locator transmitter. Mm-hmm. It's a stretch. It's a, I feel like that it's, might be. I feel like it's put in there to make the acronym work. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, there are some instances where it's not required, but by and large, it's obviously requires. That might be a little hole in my little theory. Okay, and the S in flames. Okay, this is. I feel like is definitely a stretch to make the acronym work. Although required is not really anything to do with gauges. Or instrumentation. Neither is the ELT. Yeah. This is something Scott okay, Boris does not always wear in his automotive vehicle. Seat belts. Yes. Yeah. Seat belt. Yep. Seat belts is the no. S in no. flames. Not unless they got that little dingy thing that's just going to sit there and ding until I put it and on. And you get the, uh, they sell those things you put in there that's one side clicks in and the other side's a bottle opener. So you can not have to wear a seat belt. And open up your beer, all with the same convenient device. I saw that on Instagram advertisement before I got kicked off. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. God bless America. <laughs> so, and, then, sweet. and then for night is flaps, okay, which is we missed a couple of these. Uh, we F, did? F. What would the F be? Fuses. Yes, fuses. Which you got to have extra fuses to fly at night so you can... Swap, swap stuff out. Correct. What's the technicality uh, of that? Unless you have breakers, <laughs> you don't need fuses if you have circuit breakers. That's true. Yeah, yeah. But they want you to have it. I don't know of anything right now that's rocking fuses anymore. But I mean, the, all the one fifties we talk about probably are. But most stuff's on a breaker now. Yeah, resettable breaker. But um, obviously they need to be. I don't know the fuses you have need to represent. Your electrical system. Yeah. You have to have the appropriately rated fuses for the airplane. Yeah. One or two of each different type you could possibly need. Yeah. L of flaps is landing lights. Okay. That's only for commercial operations, though. 
Okay. 100%. You do not need to have a landing light. That's where this, I think this is going wrong. And I didn't, uh, no show prep, so I didn't. I don't even know, but I know that one for a fact. Yeah, well, people landing ledge not required. People brought it up in the uh, in the chat, so I, I and I did recognize. They're re- wrong. Remember it. They're wrong. They're wrong. It's, this is an acronym that's out there, right? So we didn't want to. Oh, tomato flames. Yeah, yeah. But you're putting in a lot of stuff. Like I got ninety one two oh five up here right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand. We just I just wanted to you know cherry on top of the okay. uh, the episode segment here. If the aircraft is operated for hire, one electric landing light. Okay. Not for hire. Verbatim from... Your private what? pilot's license does not allow you to do commercial operations. Nope. With that being said, it's nice to have a landing light, especially and, if you're yeah. landing at a field. Like Scott and I used to do a lot of ops that does not have runway lights. That's just... I did it once with, with no landing I'd light. I've done it. It wasn't, it wasn't pitch black, but it was almost completely dark, and my landing light was out. It's unnerving. I've done yeah. it a couple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty. Not recommended, pretty scary, but um, no. but something we did do. So. Uh, the A in flaps is anti-collision lamps. She mentioned. Uh, da, 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 da. P position indicator lamps, which is the red, white on the tail, and then what? Green. Yeah, red and green, on the wingtips. I wanted to say red, white, and blue, okay? So I feel like it should be. I know, it's I so hard be, to fight. All right? Yes. But they dropped the ball when they made these decisions back in the day. Um, an S is source of power. So to fly at night, mm. you need to have an alternator or something that per source. Typically, that's an alternator. There's probably exceptions. Yes. I can't think of one offhand. Uh, but yeah, that's tomato flames. And then the flaps for night acronym explained briefly you, before we wrap this up. What were you gonna say, Lee? No, uh, well, I mean, you could. I, th- I believe the kind of the wording is an adequate supply of electrical power. So, you, if you only think you could have a battery, you can have a battery running your your position lights, your strobes, if as long as that would be enough to to power it. But yeah, alternator is the typical. Used to be generators, you know, but then of course the issue with that is at low power settings when you're taxiing around with a big incandescent light bulb, the, the brightness of the light bulb would vary as your power setting varied, as the speed of the generator varied. So an alternator obviously stabilizes for the most part, unless you're like idle, just kind of chugging, then it's going to dim a little bit. But for the most part, an alternator keeps pretty consistent current to your electrical stuff. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot in there. The, the tomato flames is good because it's all encompassing. So yeah, definitely not, definitely not wrong. Uh, I would just say, and I would need to research it more. And of course, that's what I should always. That's what I always say, and what I should always do. But I don't, and I probably won't. Yeah. So some of those things, but I know, I just know for sure, and I had it right here. That the landing light is not required for VFR flight at night, unless you're operating for hire. Good to know. Um, Mr. Boris, do you have anything left before I wrap Uh, this up? No, I mean, not that I can think of. Okay. 
Thank you for listening to the Farring Podcast this week. We are going to wrap this up and go into a live Q and A in the uh, in the chat. If you are not yet on the email list, robertberger.com, B E R G E R, click on the live button. That will take you to the email list sign up form, so you too can join in on the live uh, the live ones with us here when we do them. Again, I said we try to do it on Twitter. Uh, I guess you got to have some clout on Twitter. So uh, go ahead and, what is it even called? Follow? Sh- like? I'm not sure. I spent the day, part of, the, part of today, uh, my precious day off where I work on stuff, trying to figure out how Twitter worked. And it was migraine-inducing. Uh, but at Far Aim Podcast is where we're at for that. So if you are on the Twitter and you would like to help us do something where we could possibly get an invite to live stream there instead of Facebook, uh, give us um, whatever you do on Twitter. But at the end of the day, Pilot Ground's where we where we like hanging out. That's where we are at. Uh, ground crew, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we have over a thousand dollars in the account for the company now, and so we're we're gonna get like a mixer board and start getting the setup for an in person recording where we do not have to rely on shoddy hotel internet and Scott Boris sponging off his brother. Um, I'm on my own hotspot tonight. I'd like to say okay. So. That's it's worked great, honestly. So maybe it has. Yeah, I, well, I'll give you that. But he he pays for my phone, so I guess I'm still sponging off him. Okay, but. so <laughs> there we go. It's company plan. Company plan. He owns the company. So. All right. <laughs> and on that note, thank you, Ground Crew, for the support. <laughs> if you're not, yes, not you. yet signed up for Ground Crew, head on over to PilotGround.com. Check that out and uh, join us there. And uh, join us on the next live stream. Until next time, take care. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Good job, Scott. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, see ya. See ya. I was... <laughs> all right, I'll edit. Sorry. I'll edit that in so it's like you're right on it. You yeah, so it's all right. Jesus Christ. Cool. Yeah. See ya. Okay. See y'all later. What's coming in? Now it's now it's gone. Well, you got like an air handler? Yeah, or, it's right oh, next it's, to me. Scott, Scott, was that you? I no, just turned it was it off, though. Okay, cool. I, I just turned, turned it my off. AC off. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, I think we just pushed live on YouTube. Can you see me yet? It says ex- excellent condition. Yeah, we're live. Okay. We got one. We, uh, you guys got the chat up? Yeah. The chat's rolling in, man. Oh, man, I can't even keep up with it. I cannot even. Well, keep you up need with to keep chat. up with it. Crazy. It's not going well. Yeah. You guys got the chat. I need some help keeping up with this. I, no, I don't I have never, it. I'm not good at keeping up with the it's chat. On your phone, Lee. I'm trying, but I, you want me to do five things at once. <laughs>
Oh, Lee got disabled. Oh. I'm the only one who has this list. I gotta find where we are. Make sure that the shit is still even <laughs> in like practice right now. That's what you sound like, Lee. Tyler, all one viewers. That's yeah. fine. You know, I'm not even gonna watch the, the chat, chat then. I was joking about the chat going insane. Tyler's the only one who's chatted yet. He was in there. I didn't need that unnecessary okay. pressure. Lee's looking up his list, his never-ending list of things that he wants to teach the world. Yep. Uh, for this episode. Yep. Scott has rum. Scott finally has some rum. rum. Yes. Thanks for to our uh, Robert's generosity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like his irritate more like his irritation with me not drinking during yeah. episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I didn't I very did not selfish use, act. Uh, it's very selfish act. Uh, I did not use uh, ground crew money for that. You used your own money for that? Now I feel bad. Yeah. Well, next time you're up here, I'll I'll buy you a handle. Yes. Okay, Jody. Hello, Blake. First on? time joining live. This should be interesting. Yes, it should. Love the podcast, guys. Thank you, Blake. Appreciate that. Lee is uh, trying to find his list that never ends, so we can continue that series. And good job, Lee. We got two open series still this this year, and I want to get rid of them. the uh, The Ryan Eckel one that never ends, and the Lee Griffin list that never ends. Lee, haven't you been in your hotel room drinking all day, and you didn't have time to find the list? <laughs> like you're looking for it now. Francis, good evening. I didn't know we were going to cover this. Oh, I no, didn't really. I didn't think that we were going to cover oh. this. Okay. What What do you want to cover? Scott Scott and I both have rum now. What's everybody else drinking? Tyler said he got some rum last yeah, night. Yeah, I see that. As a direct result of the post right. on Pilot Ground. I'm glad we can drink rum together, Tyler. Yes. Well, the fun the fun part is is I bought a brand new handle of Captain Morgan. Uh, which is exactly, if you look at that link on Pilot Ground, the exact same bottle I bought Scott. And we're only going to drink these bottles during podcast recordings. So we're going to see, gonna who see first. how long. Yes. Just so I can kind of judge how long um, it, a, a, a rum bottle should last use, being used just for podcast recordings. <laughs> it should last a while oh, because I'm, I'm really not going to get, I'm not trying to get like, Drunk. If okay. I was gonna get drunk. You gotta keep up at least, Scott. I'll keep up. I guess I'll keep up with whatever yeah. you do. Yeah, there you go. All right. There you go. We gotta we we'll have to do like uh post episode photos of the rum level after we're done to like yeah, see, I'll have to see bring where my, we're at. I, I left my handle out in the hangar for safety purposes, but Yeah. <laughs> well you shouldn't say that too publicly. There'll be people breaking in your hangar out there uh, trying to get true. your rum. Yeah. That's true. Some uh, sketchy guys out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two Tyler here. B's again in the chat. Miller Latte. Tyler B says Miller Latte. Miller per Latte. Usual. Huh? So there's yeah. T- one Tyler B's is is doing rum. The other one's Miller Latte. Let's let the let the chat roll in. And uh, Lee is gonna look up his list. I'm about as prepared as I'm gonna be. Let's be honest. Yeah, I made sure the first couple Why items. Why don't you just wing it? Are, Why don't you just I wing it? That, that's by my definition. That's what I'm doing right now. I've looked at the first what, uh, few things we're doing. What are the first couple items? 
Um, so picking up basic VFR instruments, then surface okay. analysis chart, kind of like prog charts. People would talk about them now. And then uh, in the bullet point format of a pre-check ride, like um, mock oral, uh, where's the worst weather in a front? Those are the next three. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, we make we make an episode of that. I feel. Yeah, I hope we uh, we got deviate quickly. We're just coming in on ten concurrent viewers. Welcome everyone. How are we doing? Um, we'll kick this off at uh, kick this off at what seven twenty. We'll give it six minutes for let some people roll in. Chat's kind of dying down, so uh, we'll we'll interact with the chat. Lee, have you gotten the chat up yet? Yeah, I have it up. I have it up. Okay, gotcha. I didn't re-review, you know what what came in, but what ratio of people in the chat are on pilot ground? I'm curious because there's very little overlay. I feel like from the list. Uh oh, Scott's gone. I'm still here. From, like, Can you hear me? Email list. That's the bulk of the live stream. Mm -hmm. And then the actual pilot ground. There's actually different people on it. Isn't that interesting? A, yeah, yeah. Can well, so like, it's me? like, yeah, why don't people want to be on pilot ground? But I mean, it's just, yeah, it's so interesting. It's just a it's all new, new charted territory for us. But um, this is not looking good as far as Scott not being there. No, he did change um, internet providers before you came on, so I don't know if... Okay, so he's maybe going back to the old one? I think, Yeah, maybe. Stealing from Gandhi? I think that's what I'm he just, got to. I'm excited for when we're pretty close to being able to get the uh, like the mixer board set up so that it won't happen like on Precosh, but the trip of me being up there, if we can coordinate the time, to actually all record one in person in Ohio. Which would be the first time in podcast history. Can you guys podcast history that we record in the same room? Cannot wait. Am yeah. I back? Lee's audio sounds a bit <sighs> sketch on this stream. Tyler says. Tyler B says not to be confused with the other Tyler B. That's his I know. Voice. I'm in a um, hotel. Like shit. We just gotta deal with. No, that's main. That, that mainly is Lee's sounds very sick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, I've almost lost my voice. We can't. We don't want to try to deduce what it is though, because. You can accidentally get kicked off of YouTube forever. Mm, yeah. So we're just gonna, we're just gonna imagine. Yeah, it's allergies. It's allergies. This is probably yeah. Right. It's gotta be. Um. Yeah. So to do four more minutes, we'll start whether we have Scott or now. Glad to know it's Lee's hotel internet and not my bad hotel. Jody, what? Oh, excuse me. What? Uh, you're hoteling it too. What state? Like, I'm just curious where everybody's at. Yeah, I'm in I'm in where, Texas right now. Okay, I'm in Florida. As per usual, I was in Ohio yesterday morning. Look at this jet setter over here. I was in Ohio just yeah. yesterday. Okay. Tyler B says he's not on as much as I should be, being an instrument student. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. oh, we got Jody's in Kentucky. France is in San Antonio, Texas there, Lee. I'm in San Antonio. Oh, man. Maybe you could go over to Francis's house and get better internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't be hard to do. Uh, 
Yeah. We're going to have to make this like a, a road think- show. We're going to have to do like a cross-country road show. Yeah. Just bounce around with different fans, high-speed internets. Hey, hey Barbara. Barbara Chris- Christian is in uh, Alabama. Enterprise, Alabama. Yeah, absolutely. Been listening to podcasts for a while now. Here near Hershey, Hershey PA. PA. Excellent. John's from Hershey. God, that's just so exciting. Just crazy, the the reach. Yeah. Hershey, PA. So my fiance did her residency, I think. Somewhere, one of the things there. I should know that. Denver, Colorado is Nateman. It's windy all over this country right now. It's insane how windy it is. I haven't flown in anything less than 20 knots in months, it seems like. <clears throat> okay. Am I here? Yep. Yes. Can Scott, you see me? Are you there? Okay. Two minutes. Right. We're, going, switched, we're going to start switched, this episode no matter what in two minutes. I switched to my phone hotspot. So after trying my internet, Gandhi's internet, and neither one of them seeming to work, I'm going to try the old hotspot. Excellent. Okay. Brian's in Florida. Man, we got a good, you know, really good mix all around the country. And that's not YouTube's compression. That's my actual voice. If I try to put any inflection in, it makes me sound like a munchkin. Okay. Well, it's good to know. And I I did get the Hershey PA comment correct. Um, Whoa, the the, uh, live stream was flying in here. Yes. I didn't. I didn't have time to keep up with it because I was gone. I was going to fly so. for lunch today, but winds aloft were nuts. And one fifty, no thanks. Sure enough, some local pirates included. Dang, it's bumpy today. That's Tyler B. Not to be confused with the other Tyler B. in the chat. I <laughs> uh, said that. Oh, yeah. You really shouldn't be flying in wind oh, at all. God. Yeah, that is a good rule of thumb. Yeah. We need to publish like an official Scott Boris list of flying yeah. rules for life. Okay, let's, uh, we hit uh, yeah 7.20. Let's get this shindig off the road. Three, two, one. Do the live, look at the live chat here. Uh, if you got any stuff you want to say, throw it in now before we wrap it up. I wanted, to, I wanted to make that one a short, but we ended up making it over an hour still. Um, just because Lee's voice, I don't know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I, I feel... I feel bad. I want. I like. I went. I woke up this morning and like I'm in a, ro- a room by myself, so I'm not talking. I don't have to talk to anybody. Yeah. I didn't realize, realize my voice is gone until talk. like one yeah. o'clock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What the? F-? Yeah, I'm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. What the flip is what you meant yes. to say? Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant to say. Live. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm back up. Book. Everybody has a freaking Tesla. Do you guys? Everybody has a Tesla. Teslas are sweet. Barb doesn't like hers though. Barbara's not like her Tesla. I, I like my Tesla, Barb. I don't have a Tesla. I'm just kidding. Cause thing you got your Tesla is a golf cart. I, right. Well, and it's gas. So. No. <laughs> oh, it's gas. So it's not close at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I didn't no, know. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I Tyler. This weekend. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of electric cars, but I kind of like Teslas because they're super fast and stuff, you know. I've actually, all the high-end cars I've been in, I never, I don't think I've ever been in 
even ridden in a Tesla, let alone driven one. I've heard like yeah. their like their faster ones are insane. Like the yeah the model. Yeah. I heard they're ludicrous like the, fast. I, I, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, you just come up with that's, that. That's clever. You maybe, should maybe hey, you tell should tell Elon, Elon to call it yeah. ludicrous mode. I will. I'll put that when I DM him to yeah. let us live stream on his platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had an Uber, the dude had a Tesla. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah? That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I have to appreciate that, you know, electric, it's going to be beneficial for the acceleration and stuff. Oh, yeah. I get all, oh, I get all I, I'm, that. I'm all about, I'm all for electric. I'm not, like, anti-electric. I just, I just don't want, like, the government to tell me I have to drive an electric car. Well, the same with all this stuff. Yeah, I don't want yeah, somebody to tell yeah. me that I need to do something. Like, if they make an electric car that's better than a gas car, sure, I'll buy it, but don't tell me And I the have free to. market will bear that out, though. The free right. market will make right. that happen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. But I'm not anti it either. I But I mean, I do like the sound of like, you know, a big V8. You know, I just, I like that. I will always well, miss yeah. that. You hear a Tesla go down the street, sounds like the freaking Jetsons. And I just, yeah. I don't like it. What would it It'd take a yeah. long time. Yeah. What would it take to get Scott to grow his hair out? Talon said I pictured not, Scott having not. longer hair. How I long? Yeah, how, uh, how long? Talon, how long do you think? There is what were you nothing picturing? There is nothing in the world that would make my wife allow for my hair to be grown out. She makes sure that it's cut like she wants it cut like all the time. Mm. She does not like long hair. She's not a fan of long oh, hair. Oh man, I just like yeah. You that's she's, interesting. She's yeah, probably gonna, she's probably gonna make me cut this soon. I'm just she cuts it. I've so never I'm, seen Scott even prior to you getting married um, with long hair. No, I used to let it, it get a little longer. longer though. Yeah. yeah, it would get a little longer just because I didn't feel like going to get it cut. But she now she cuts it, so I just do it whenever she wants to. I guess. I mean, I try to put it off because I don't want to do it all the time because it's a pain. But shaggy shoulder length, he said. Oh no. yeah, that'd be a good look. No. I'd be curious what. Do Scott we need a Photoshop? Like. Oh no, let's no. not. Do we need a Photoshop? We don't no. need Tyler B sending us Photoshop. More of it. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad, even though it's easy for him to do. I it take me yeah. it takes me so long to do something even half oh, as good, and then totally. I feel he's on it. He's on it. Already. Of course he's he is. On it. He already started when we started this conversation. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Mullets. Oh, the me kicked off Instagram. We've talked about that on the show. It was one of those. Oh, yeah. It was one of those days where everybody was complaining about stuff on Instagram uh, and rioting if they didn't get what they wanted. So I I had a list of goofy grievances I sent and tagged Mark Zuckerberg in it um, and said I was going to start a riot at the local Wawa station um, as a joke. And I tagged Mark Zuckerberg in it and they, they threw me off Instagram. So I've not since been back. <laughs> So that's how that's how I got thrown off of Instagram. <laughs> was for uh, was, uh, joking, basically jokingly saying I was going to riot over hoagies at Wawa. If if at well, Zuck didn't if at Zuck didn't meet my list of goofy grievances, technically that makes you a domestic terrorist. It probably does. I'm probably, oh, it, yeah. They probably yeah, went to go put me on the list though. And I was already on there, and they're like, "Oh man, that was just a waste of yeah. time." You're basically, you're basically a domestic terrorist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So I uh, just back it up here. So Talon Meyer said, I've listened to all the Spotify episodes of my prep for my commercial past it. And now he's working on his multi. Uh, I'm just curious, Talon, you're going to, what's, what's your, um, kind of your career goals, I guess. What's it do? I just, I think it's great that, uh, we helped you get through some, some ratings. It's great. Yeah. Even if only, like, honestly, let's be honest, even if only to help, like, bring some levity and, like, keep them sane while they're just, like, reading these freaking books. Oh, yeah, I hated the, I hated, if if the weather was good. During the winter time when I was stuck and I, like, wanted to keep moving forward towards what I was working on and flying, I, and the weather was just terrible and I couldn't get out and it was cold, I couldn't even go out and do anything fun. I didn't mind the bookwork stuff then. I, I kind of enjoyed mm. it, but yeah, if mm-hmm. the weather was good and I could actually go flying and stuff, it drove me insane to have to focus on that. That's why I always tried to do all that stuff in the winter. Yeah, that's a good point, though. A lot of people have hang-ups. You know, you're waiting for your DP. We've heard so much, like on Polygram, people like waiting for the DP schedule and things don't wet, work out and then the weather's crappy or too windy, what have you. Don't miss those opportunities to get back in that book. If you can't go fly, it doesn't mean it's completely wasted. You know, uh, I we know it's frustrating. We know it's annoying. But if you can't and you're still working through ratings or you have a check right on the books, kind of keep buried in there until, you know, like we talk about typically like four, 24 to 48 hours ahead of time. Yeah, try and stay in the book. I'm, I am rereading right now the current edition of the Pilot's Handbook of Aeronautical Knowledge. And... It is very tough to get through. So I now it's taken me, I don't know, freaking 15 years now to realize what I was asking other people to do. Because now I'm a little bit more in the same stage of life that they would have been in. Kids and a house and all that stuff. You know, I was just a kid telling people, hey, read a chapter tonight. It's like, oh, my God. Take me a week to get through a chapter. And I know what I'm reading. You know what I mean? I ran into a gentleman. I was at the Huron Airport on Monday, 88 Delta uh-huh. itself, walking the grounds with Papa Boris to go over some precosh stuff Monday morning. And uh, we were walking around, and a gentleman, I can't remember his name, uh, nice guy, he walked up to talk to your dad, Scott, and uh, we got yeah. we got to talking, and he uh, turns out he was one of Lee's former students. Hmm. And he said, he soloed, he goes, yeah, I soloed with Lee. It seemed like he just, he's like, the feedback I give was, Lee just talks too much. And then I, that's when I said, well, I'm like, if Lee didn't talk too much, there wouldn't be a lot of learning going on in the program. So I usually let him go. Yeah, yeah, like he's like, yeah. yeah, I soloed with Lee. He's knowledgeable. He's like, back in the day, he always, he was always texting his girlfriend during our flight lessons. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like we'd be doing pattern work and he's just like I'd be trying to do something he'd be like yeah 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 you're fine and you'd be like texting on his phone and I'd be like left by myself to try to figure out how to land the airplane <laughs> I was laughing at that I did get in trouble for that yeah <laughs> I did get in trouble for that yeah Te- <clears throat> till texting and flying texting while instructing I'm not belittling it I should not have done it I should not have done it but I was just laughing because I know you'd never do that now, but it sounds totally like something you would do back in the day. 
Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and there was a point in time I had so many students back to. It was one of those things like you're screwed if you do, you're screwed if you don't. I had so many students, and like if one student, I didn't want to cut one. Like we're on the verge of a breakthrough, like with landings, like one more lap around the pattern. You know, this is gonna work. And then so you got the next student, you gotta be like, be ten minutes late be a half hour late. I just like, cause I had, I would have on certain days, I'd have like eight students in a day, which sounds like, Oh, there's eight hours in a day. You can do eight students. No, you can't. Cause you gotta do a no. half hour deep, half hour brief, hour flight, half hour debrief, all everything in the middle. There's just eight, eight students is a lot in a day. And I would have that. And it's like, it, you had to actively manage the schedule in order to make it remotely work. And you'd eventually have to push somebody to the next day or to the next week. It was tough. Cause in, in God, I just like, I was not prepared for any of that. And I didn't understand like the, again, I've said before the salesmanship role and how active you had to be with managing people Assumably it was um, and how good you had to be at it. What's that? Okay, so, uh, you cut out. And it's whenever, yeah, it's whenever it I pause, important. whenever I pause and then you come right back. So that's, that's why I always hesitate to start. Because then it throws off the discussion. Um, just looking at the chat here. The thoughts, Nate Man says, thoughts on the passengers who landed the Grand Caravan at Fort Myers today. I was not aware of that. I'll have to look into that. Me either. Yeah, I saw that. The landing actually looked pretty decent. Okay. It looked like, I, I didn't, I don't know if the guy had any experience or anything at all, but from the landing, I mean, it, it looked, it didn't look exactly smooth, but it didn't look bad either. Yeah. A lot of flight simulator. I mean, yeah. It'd be, I mean, the only thing I could say is he, like all three wheels touched at the same time and it was like a little bit fast maybe. Like it wasn't, it probably wasn't smooth if you were riding in the plane, but other than that, it didn't look bad. As long as... I Man, if you just think about... How what like if I, I you saw think, somebody land, I wouldn't have been like, "Oh my god, that's a terrible landing." I just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just wonder, like, what happened? That's to something pilot? to be prepared for. Oh, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yeah, what happened to the pilot? Do we know? Uh don't know. He went unconscious for some reason, but I don't know if he. I don't know what the problem was. I don't know if he died or what. I don't know anything about it. Hmm. I just saw the video. I I don't know. Of the landing. I didn't think it was that bad. I doubt it was a casual. Tyler said I was impressed with the fact that any casual pastor could find a push to talk and engage on the radios. It sound, there, I just don't think it's likely it was a casual. I, I, I feel knows? like it's somebody that had a little bit of flight experience. Even if it was like a flight sim junkie or something. Oh, totally. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. all day long. Some things you can't be prepared for is how heavy or that nose be- is going to be in the flare and stuff like that. I don't know where they were flying to or from, but it could be somebody that frequently flies that route and like maybe they've sat in the right seat a lot. You know, maybe they've sat in in the right seat enough and watched enough and talked to pilots enough to to know a little bit about it. Maybe even taking the controls sometimes, you know. Yeah. If anybody anybody listening out there in the podcast world to this, we'd love to have that person as a guest. That'd just be a fun episode. We could ask him or her. How yeah. how that was. Maybe talk them into getting their flying license. That's what we call it here. Flying license. Yeah. A flying license. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I remember when I had my flying license. Yep. Good times. Lee, I need a flight review. I know, buddy. I know. May is not looking good. I I wouldn't get in the cockpit with him now with that, whatever's going through his. It's fine. It's allergies, I think. Sound like death. Well, I feel like a million bucks. I just sound like crap. It's probably just. It's probably just HIV. It's probably not even full-blown AIDS. So okay. let's, let's I'm good then. Up. That's treatable, I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just looking at the live flight review at Precosh. Uh, you have to be sober, I'm pretty sure, to do flight reviews. Yeah, I'm pr- probably not going to be sober <laughs> after 8 a.m. So our window is very, very narrow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the morning of... We could get a flight review in. Scott. Yeah. I don't actually need a flight review. I just want one. Yeah, we got stuff we can all, you know, we can all always, you know. I need, I need, I need like five hours, really. (laughs) So. No, not really. No, I do. How many, how many reservations we have for, you've been keeping track of it, Lee. Um, I believe five right now. Five airplanes. Uh, four Hold on, I'm pulling up right now. Um, five, three airplanes. We got three airplanes confirmed for precosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. 2022, July 22nd, Friday, precosh, 88 Delta. All right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pumped. This, also, this, this weekend, if anybody's around, there's a, uh, 88 Delta's 85th birthday celebration going on wow. this weekend. So, okay, you could have mentioned yeah. that before now. <laughs> yeah, because this will go out and and in, also well, yeah mid June. So well, this will be so, okay. Well, the <laughs> end, end of June. <laughs> the people that are listening in the live stream, they can they can come. All right, that's true. That's not, true. That's nine true. Nine listeners right now that are chatting with us here. How many of you guys yeah, are going to yeah. be at 88 Delta on Saturday? Uh, probably most of them, I would assume. Yeah. Okay. Your expect your attendance is expected. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's just pulling if the names not, out of the chat right now, and he's just gonna yep. can them to his dad. RSVP'd. Yep. I want to. I want to go back to the cell phone thing for a the minute, if I may. Okay. The lead yeah. texting, texting on my cell phone. A self. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. You gonna try to defend yourself a little bit, Lee? I should not. Ha- a l- yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna do exactly what I shouldn't do. I got in trouble for it, and who got you in trouble for it? Some student. He told on you. Yeah, oh, maybe that guy. I it might know. have been this gentleman. May may tell? have been, may have been, but it is kind of crazy for me, like for somebody to say he was left alone. Like they have no perception as to how far ahead of them. An instructor may be in the pattern. Right. Well, yeah, like I a, agree. What like, might seem like you, you, a daunting yeah. issue to you is like, dude, you could just fix done this, this in half a times. second. So, yeah. Half a second. Yeah. Right. So, like, if um, they're a little bit off, you could fix it immediately, but you're going to let them go a little bit more anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they need to learn to figure things out and correct yeah. their own stuff and whatever. Yeah. And sh- I shouldn't have been doing it 100%. But to paint it as uh, he felt like he was solo or any student, you're not alone in the airplane. Like, just like, I see the don't text and drive stickers everywhere. That is way more dangerous than doing it in the air. Oh, for sure. A billion percent. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 
I'll text and fly. I don't care. Like everybody does. I don't know anybody yeah. to this day that doesn't. Yeah. Because what's the difference? Hold on. You, what's the difference between texting and checking your four flight and scrolling around, yeah, pinch zoom, typing nothing, in airport nothing. identifiers? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. So if you can divide attention and call that safe and you can read a Rand McNally map or map while you drive versus text and drive, put an address in your Apple Maps, Google Maps while you drive, you're still diverting attention from the task at hand. It's how you divide that attention right. when you pick to do that action, um, pick the right time. Yeah. It's a story, story from the beginning of time. I shouldn't have been doing it from a professional sense. And I've, I've talked enough about my shortcomings. Well, probably maybe not enough, but I've tried to paint an accurate picture of how crappy I was, professionally speaking, when I started. And that was just another a- a- aspect of it, it. It depends on what phase of phase of flight as well, like when you're PIC. Like, I probably shouldn't be texting on final. Final is different than, no. than cross-country yeah. cruise. Yes. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Time and place. Yeah. I mean hundred yeah, percent. If I'm in straight if I'm at altitude in straight and level flight, I'll don't even think twice about it. If somebody texts me, I'll just text them back. Yeah, because there's virtually no difference from your attention being diverted from that versus looking at four yeah. flight. It's the yeah. same thing. I always personally have my phone on airplane mode when I'm flying. Uh, that's just me, though. Mm. You guys yeah. are little... We're rebels. Yeah. Okay. I just want Lee, to... what's your thought on airplane mode? When you... We've talked about D- this before. Like, have we? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. It's not recorded. It, okay. Let, I'm going to try... Is it really important? I'm going to try to summarize the conversation. Okay. Oh, yeah. That when it came up... I forget what episode it came up on, but I'm sh- Scott was probably not there and probably didn't listen to it after the fact. Um... It's the potential for like an airliner. If you have hundreds of phones trying to get a signal all at once on that may mess with something is why they kind of still keep it in. Is that a is that a summary of the thoughts you remember on it, Lee? Or am I off base? Yeah, no, you're pretty much there. The FCC, you know, they don't you know, that there's an aspect there, and then there's the, um, what was that, the Federal Communications Commission, I think, is the FCC. I'm not yeah, sure exactly what the FCC stands for, but um, they, have some, they have some input there. And then for some very low, which actually we're not really able to do these approaches anymore with the 5G stuff going on. But if you're um, doing a category two or lower approach, so you go down to like a hundred feet or less or in a runway visual range value, um, they need to be off in air. They need to be in airplane mode then. Um, because again, like, yeah, like Rob said, one, two, whatever is fine. You get a hundred, you might start having issues. That's pretty much it. For a normal clear in a million day, you're doing a visual approach. Doesn't matter. Because you're visual, but you know if you're shooting approach to minimums and reduced minimums on top of that for a cat two or cat three uh, type approach, you got a hundred people in the back yeah, trying okay. to get yeah. the first moment of reception to say they landed to their Uber driver. 
Probably not. That's probably right. Not good. Yep. Probably not good. No. <clears throat> Tyler, yep. Tyler B says Tinder doesn't swipe itself. Okay, that is another thing I feel like students whose CFI is on their phone should probably take into consideration as well. All right. Man, it's yeah. so tough. Yeah. I mean, think of the world we live in. To go go jump in like a little what you, a Faraday cage for an hour, that's pretty tough on modern day people. Yeah, I go I go to not look at your phone. I can easily go a day yeah. without looking at my phone though. Depending on the day. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I usually don't, but if I'm on vacation, I'll I'll go most of the time without looking at my phone. Oh yeah, I was up in Ohio. I went yeah, yeah. twelve hours straight without looking at it. Without even I having it on me. For a week, I looked at, I looked at my phone like once a day. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you, but we're not talking about vacation. We're talking about somebody yeah. at work. Just for hours on end. Yep. Yeah. Um. This is my this is my sixth lap in the pattern this hour. Yeah. With this student, we're on downwind. What could go wrong? And if something does, I'm there. I'm here to fix it. Yep. 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 All right. I feel like this is dying out. Lee's voice yeah, well, is dying yeah, out. I got I got to pee really bad, and my battery's about to die. So, oh my gosh, your battery for your laptop? No, my phone. Okay, so the, the all that chat interaction that you, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's hard to keep up with the chat, and then I don't know how to do it because then, like, I have to interrupt you guys if I want to keep if I want to mention a comment. So I just don't even mention them. We could. I, I like <laughs> Tyler says Scott can go a month without looking at pilot ground. That's not true, Tyler. It's more like two weeks. Yeah. And I try to get to it twice a week. And I guess there's a mullet photo posted. So we might all have to I'll be on it. I'll be on it tomorrow. Okay. Well we're cutting we... <laughs> the other day I logged on there and I had like forty some notifications, so I just logged out. All right. <laughs> Scott got scared. Scott's answer. <laughs> right. Well, because because I knew, like, I only had, like, I was like, ah, I, I forget what I was doing, but it's like I had 15 minutes of free time, and I'm like, I'll go on pilot ground and, like, catch up with my uh, notifications. And it was like 40-some of them. So then it's like, well, if I do half of them, the other people that mentioned me in a comment would be like, oh, he commented on their stuff, but didn't comment on mine. So I'm like, I need a, I need a time window when I have enough time to... to respond to all of these so i waited but i did get to it so there's that <laughs> okay um well on that so proud on that note i don't even I, I don't even think we covered anything flying related that matters as far as like the filler content i usually use on this we'll have to i know dig up the trenches just, for this we'll find voice. something Your voice is terrible um i know i, bet, I better me. not I'd, I'd rather scrap it as far as potential filler content than have some great thing that we got to listen to your voice right now the whole time. So it's for the best. It's for yeah. the best. Um, okay. Yeah. See everybody. Thanks for hanging out in the chat, guys. On pilotground.com. Yeah. Later. Thanks, everybody. See you. Later. See you on Good night, Scott. Night.